Time for rolling. Hey, what's up guys? Endless55 here. We just wrapped up week one of split one of summer season of Anglory A. It was a crazy first weekend, a lot of great matchups. Both EU and NA side both had a lot of great matchups. So uh, Creed and I are very excited that we're back. This is our recap episode where we break down matches, drafts, talk about the highs and lows, and even talk about some plays that happen throughout the matches. Uh, just so you guys, maybe if you missed some of the games or couldn't watch them all, you can come back to these episodes, you can listen to the recaps, and refresh your memory about what happened and all the, the drama that uh, took place. But um, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at time for or TFR underscore esports. Uh, there we're going to do as much live tweeting as possible with some clips from each match so you guys can see those and just really keep up with uh, esports all together. But that's pretty much all I have for announcements. I hope you guys enjoy this episode 24. And cheers. The right targets. That is one trade. T Tigers is still pretty healthy. Tries to jump in. He finds one. This is a big turnaround for Liberation X. They might get the third. They might find an ace here. On to Lost Boytop. Surrey Strike is not oh. enough. He goes down. He might go for Donna Twips. He's gonna get one. He's gonna get two. Lost Boytop. Oh, Lost Boytop. He does it. He gets the two versus one turnaround under the turret. He lives two. What's up, everyone? Crude Sloth here, hanging out with a injured Endless 55, coming off surgeries, hurting a little bit right now, but he's trying to muster through this. What's up, man? How are you feeling? Uh, pretty good. Jaw's a little sore, kind of hurts to talk, so uh, I'm going to sit back and hopefully I'm going to try to sit back and yeah, let you talk. That ain't going to happen. Throw in my two pieces here and there, but yeah, I mean, for his first grade weekend, man. It was a good weekend. Uh, we saw a lot of action, a lot of... You know, we got some new teams uh, coming out. I guess, you know, a little bit of roster changes. Seeing new how teams that coming was... out swinging is what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to argue that, especially with the Europe side, obviously. I mean, you see a lot more over there. But uh, So let's dive into Europe first right away. You want to you start out with Europe? Yeah, the first matchup we see is, uh, you know, the new team kind of uh, held by Mowgli there, coming off the old team secret. Uh, it's kind of interesting to see how Team Dynasty is going to perform against, uh, especially against a team like Reliable Union. They have been together, but uh, Mowgli he did a pretty great job with the other two guys he has on that team with him, and I was pretty impressed to see them take that game like they did. Um, just really excited to see Mowgli back in the scene all together. But you know, Team Dynasty they do take that um, that first series two to zero, and EU starts out kind of exactly how we predicted. At least for me, uh, I know you. I. Uh, did not work Didn't out the way. Didn't have high hopes of Mowgli, which kind of surprised me, because before, you were all about Mowgli. I know. And you're like, eh. I, it'll probably switch back. I just, for the first week, I thought maybe the new teammates with Mowgli, and it, it just wasn't going to be all, the synergy wasn't going to be there, but they, they definitely showed up. They surprised me. Um, so, moving on to our next matchup, we got Reliable Union against G2, and this one really surprised me. Uh, Rising Lotus against G2. Not Reliable Union. Yep, Rising Lotus. My bad. We R just talked about Reliable. We just of, talked about Reliable They're pretty Union. close. You would think I was the one on all the drugs right now, but whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, Reliable... Nope. 
Rising Lotus. Yeah. Rising Lotus against G2, and surprisingly, G2 lost. O2, yeah. Uh, you know, Merciless, Agony, and Hell's Devil, they played some great games, especially Agony in that uh, game two, I believe it would have been, or game one, I'm not sure what the order was. But, um, you know, he went 13-2 and two on the Samuel, absolutely dominated coming out of the jungle. Uh, we saw Hondor, I believe, who tweeted out uh, for G2, where they tweeted, you know, just really poor performance on their part, not really how they wanted to get started, got to get some of these nerves out. But, you know, Rising Lotus, they came out swinging, Definitely getting two points for them starting off the bat, and having G2, who's one of the favorites coming in, start out with no points, yeah. is pretty big for that EU scene. Once right away, we're seeing EU start out pretty interesting, pretty even. It's all shaken up already. Not, exactly. I mean, our picks. We'll see. We didn't. I went one for three on picks this week. I did not do good with Europe. One for four. That's what I meant. One for four. <laughs> one for four. Yeah, I went two for two. I only got two of them right. Um, so right now you are zero for two, and I picked dynasty won that first game so i'm one i'm one for two um third matchup supremacy which is the old cyclone yep so and versus fanatic yeah we know you know fanatic they have the same three guys that they've had then there's no real switch up there nothing new with them um i mean they came out and they uh they got the the win but it was a little shaky yeah, there it wasn't, i mean wasn't the prettiest of wins they weren't as clean as they yeah. wanted first matchup supremacy almost took it from them supremacy kind of threw that first game and uh, Fnatic definitely snuck away with those those wins. Hey, a win's a win, though. They move on to the next day. They get their two points. Um, they'll hopefully try to clean it up. And uh, moving on in the future weeks here, show a little bit better. Uh, so next up, we have SK taking on Mouse Sports. And this is kind of the same uh, as the previous matchup, as in the fact that SK, they have the same lineup that they've had. You know, they have Ty- or Tyrus, uh, Jetpacks, and Cavalifar. Uh, but we do see Mouse Sports. They have a whole new roster, and thank goodness because you know last split Mouse Sports struggled to get. I think what they ended up with like maybe two points by the end of the entire thing. I can't really remember. But um, we see with Mouse Sports, uh, their their new players. They have Apfel. They have I am the Doom, which we know I am the Doom. He's a great jungler. Uh, we've seen him before on various teams. But and then we got Justman as well coming over from uh, it was Mowgli's old teammate. So. Uh, they impressed. They they did very well. I I got this one wrong as well because I had picked SK. Did you pick SK? Uh, yeah, of course I picked SK. Uh, until I saw this mouse sports team perform like they did. Uh, you know the really the surprising thing is we know I'm the Doom and Just Man a lot, but uh, Upfell 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 Upfell. He's the one that really surprised me. He's the one that shined mostly because of I'm the Doom and Just Man. They really helped him shine as a laner and really perform like he can. So, Mouse Sports may be a team to look out for. We have the two powerhouses, G2 and SK, coming out of week one with zero points. That's really big for EU. Yep. I mean, we saw that I'm the Doom. He went 8-1 and one on that Ryan pick. I just had to talk about that for a second because that kind of shocked me that that Ryan pick came out, but he destroyed on that pick. Yeah, 8-1. Europe side, Ryan in Europe, not as surprising as it would have been in NA. Uh, you know, he's... He's the old grandpa still, but Europe always always <laughs> likes to run with him. He's got that speed boost coming patches a couple patches ago, so he's definitely a little more viable. But yeah, that's pretty much day one for EU. Let's move over to day two or day one for NA and talk about those first matchups. Um, the first matchup for NA at least is a pretty exciting one. Yeah, we we start out with you know the the two titans. You got Cloud Nine going up against TSM. Um, Cloud Nine obviously just coming off that Western Unified Championship uh, last season, and they also take on uh, Rox Armada, the 
world champion from the previous winter, I guess you could December say time. December area. Yeah. Um, anyway, so they had, they've gotten they've had a couple good weeks here the past couple weeks, and um, they go up against TSM right away. Um, I think a lot of people were kind of expecting Cloud Nine to go to kind of come out and win. I'm not going to say easily because you know you can't always ever count out TSM, but um, let's go ahead and break down the draft this first one here. So for the first matchup, we got Cloud9 on side A, we got TSM on side B. Um, right away, we see Cloud9 ban out that Baron, um, and then TSM, they go ahead and ban out that Grumpjaw, which allows Cloud9 to go ahead and pick up Fox, and then TSM picks up Baptiste, which I was excited to see Baptiste. We've seen him, I think, a couple times, but not very often yet. I know he'll be coming more into play this this uh, split, this season. But uh, then we see Cloud9, they go ahead and ban away that Arden, and then TSM counters that and bans away the Lance, um, which then allows Cloud9. Now, I know they were talking on the Sweet J on the analyst desk, they were talking about um, since TSM had picked up that Baptiste, there's no point in banning out that Kashka because Baptiste is a ha hard counter to Kashka. Uh, with that, you know, that ordained, he can trap her in there and just they, the rest of the team can do damage on Kashka and she can't get away. Well, Cloud9 had other ideas. They went ahead and picked up that Fortress with that Kashka. Um, Apparently they weren't worried about that that Baptiste pick and that that ordained, so that's how they finish out their draft. And then TSM they get Adagio and uh, Gwen to finish that up. Yeah, um, they had talked about how possibly banning away a Fortress would have been smart. It's kind of hard to predict that, but Fortress is a good counter to that Baptiste. So I think Fortress may counter Baptiste more than Baptiste counters Kashka. And Isla Justin did a really great job of showing how to play against a Baptiste, even when you are playing that Kashka. So. Uh, it's a really strong game for Cloud9 altogether. Let's go into some of the details maybe of this first game and all what happened. Bonsi really, um, first game first game at least, he struggled with this Baptiste. Uh, there would be some fights where he would do a great job of um, staying in the back line and throwing out his... Um, bad mojo. Yeah, the bad mojo and getting out that burst damage. And some of those burst damage you can get with him. You're, you're critting 500 once you get that yeah. shattered glass broken mid clockwork. That's kind of the standard build some of these people are doing, but... Uh, the unfortunate thing was, is in my opinion, Flash X just looked in the way. He didn't look like he was fighting with his team. Some of his ultimates, and uh, they just weren't exactly in the right timing. And we saw Sweet J break down some of the, one of the team fights at the end when they're doing this really weird CNN type weather <laughs> news update. I'm kind of confused. It's really cool. I mean, it is cool, obviously, but obviously, you know, the Vainglory trolls want to have their fun with it, but. Yeah, I, I think the one you're specifically talking about, from what I remember, is um, at one point, Flash X went to go use his Verse of Judgment, but at that same point, Von C used the Fearsome Shade. So that knocked the entire... His, his Fearsome Shade hit all three members, and it knocked them all out of the way. And Flash X used his Verse of Judgment, and it was a complete way... I mean, there's two ultimates gone. So that's when C9 kind of like, oh, they got, they're down two ultimates. Let's turn around, let's go, let's go fight. And they turn around and got that fight, and they won. I mean... I don't know if that's just a little bit of miscommunication on their part or what really happened there, but... In another fight, in the exact opposite situation that it still works, is Von C uses his Fearsome Shade, and Gabe, of course, crucibles it perfectly. In that case, Flash continues to run away, but Flash could have actually turned around, throw out his uh, his heal on himself, and then throw out his Verse of Judgment, because now they're down a Crucible, so yeah. he can get maybe a three-man stun, get some of those wolves, you know, the wolves are out from uh, Gabe, and get some of those out of the way. But it was just definitely miscommunication of, you know, maybe some nerves. TSN probably really nervous going in against the Cloud9 team. Like you said, just got done beating Rock's Armada. 
uh, and had a really strong performance, and their synergy right now is to a whole new level. No team can touch Cloud9 synergy right now. So uh, I don't know if you have any more details for game one you're going to talk about, but you know, pretty much Cloud9 kind of handles this game and does a really good job of winning game run and kind of going to go in the way that we think this match is going to go. Yeah, I was, I was a little worried watching that game one, you know, seeing how this one went. I was like, Ugh, TSM, they need to get something together here for match or for game two to be able to, um, you know, get back in this and show that TSM is still at the top of the leaderboard with C9. So let's go ahead and we'll dive into uh, the second match here. We'll break down the, the draft. Do you want to break it down or you want me to? I'll go for it. I can't talk right now. <laughs> All right. So for the second matchup here, uh, we got TSM on side A. We got Cloud9 on side B. Uh, right away, TSM bans away that Grumpjaw. Uh, they are not wanting to play against that Grumpjaw. They do not want to even see him on the fold. So That's kind of like the trend we're starting to see yeah. here is yep. Baron, Grumpjaw, and Baptiste, not necessarily in this draft, but those three are starting to become pretty high priorities. Top priority picks for sure. Cloud9, they go ahead and ban away that Vox, which allows TSM to pick up Baron, which I knew was very interesting. I mean, obviously, like we just said, that Cloud9 just came off of um, playing Rocks in Rocks Armada. First pick Baron Every, Every game time. they played besides one. Yeah, and then and he picked Fox. TSN's got the guts to say, hey, we know you just beat probably the best team with Baron, or who played Druid. Baron, but we're going to try to do it. I was really afraid for TSN. I didn't think they were going to be able to pull it off, but let's finish the rest of this draft. Yeah, so Cloud9, they go ahead and pick up the Adagio then. Uh, TSM bans away Glaive, along with Cloud9 banning away Kashka. Uh, which allows then TSM to pick up that Lyra and that Baptiste. I like that because, you know, you already have that uh, heroic perk where Baptiste reaps souls and gets a little bit of heal uh, back. Plus you combo that with the Lyra. There's a lot of sustain there. Um, so that was a good pickup on their part. Uh, Cloud9, they go ahead and finish up getting that Arden and that Blackfeather. Um, you know, I, I heard Sweet Jay talking on the desk. You know, he really liked that Blackfeather pickup because he can really get into that back line with that Rosa Fence and um, really do damage to that Baron uh, so that he doesn't have to worry about that Baptiste or Dane. He can get through that. Uh, so diving into the the first little uh, bit here in the game too, uh, TSM, they did get first blood. They they had a lot of good movement that first, um, the first rotation. They took it early. They, they took it early to C9. They uh, did a lot of damage. Best Chuck was doing very well in that Baron early game. Normally it takes a while for that Baron to ramp up, but um, I think Best Chuck's placement was extremely top notch with that with that baron i mean druid like he was he was putting out some serious damage yeah i'm gonna play a clip here real quick and try something new see if this works it may not you may never even hear this but who knows but we're gonna see a team match you're gonna listen to a team fight coming out of tsm where they have some massive damage they end up getting the crack in later on in game two um but it was a really good team fight for them going on this is the thing but uh gate visible just taking so much damage already from best chuck just getting poked out cloud nine might want to make a little play on this kraken is going to reset here all oh, the comes yeah. down but gate visible almost going down instantly has to use the boost to get away but joseph's in a 1v2 situation on the back line it's going to come down annihilate three people almost old school is going to get locked up as well does manage to catch out best chuck here but hasn't got the regen to survive tsm come up with the ace there and that so the main things that happened in that team fight is we saw Gabe initiating that fight with his gauntlet, which did a really great job. But the unfortunate thing was Baron was in a safe position to rocket leap in, get his double auto attacks off, then the ion cannon, which absolutely melted 
uh, I Love Joseph. Old school, unfortunate enough, and still ended up being, unfortunately, was out of that fight. So when he came in, he alted. He did end up taking down old school. But Von C on that Baptiste had enough damage out to absolutely melt uh, old school and get the ace. They get the crack, and they do push uh, towards the end of this to start to you know end up finishing this game up. Yeah, that splash damage from that Baron as well is just you cannot group up with that when you're facing against that Baron because that splash damage is just dirty. It, it will it will do so much damage. So uh, I mean TSM they rebound they come back they they take the game two um, you know they got the Kraken uh, help push down with the win there. Um, so moving on we're going to a game three which was awesome. I was excited for this to get a, to a game three. And to see what what TSM could do to try to get their name back on top, um, so they can move on and get some more points in day two. So diving into the match or the the draft here for game three, we got Cloud Nine back on side A, TSM on side B, and surprisingly, uh, Cloud Nine they go ahead and wait. Well, they I guess it's not really surprising. The Baptiste, it's a good ban. Um, TSM they ban away that Kashka, but that allows for TSM then to go ahead and pick up that Baron again and. Yeah, I mean, that, that gave Cloud9 the chance. They wanted to try to pick Kashka. TSM noticed that they picked, they took away a good counter from that Baptiste, so they banned away that Kashka. And they gave Cloud9 the opportunity to play Baron, but Cloud9, they decided they wanted to play that Vox. Uh, so that meant that gave TSM the chance to first pick Baron, which yeah. I don't know if Cloud9, you know, with their drafting in the background, what their plan was. They didn't want to deal with that. They didn't want to play that Baron. They thought they had a good enough counter. Um, through the rest of the draft, a second ban Arden and second ban Grumpjaw. So we do see Grumpjaw get past that first uh, line of the picks and ban, surprising enough. Last two pickups for Cloud9, we see Catherine and Sky, which as soon as that happens, Sweet Jay's like, I do not like this at all. Yep. Like, Sweet Jay's like, I'm not sure why they're doing this, especially once that uh, Lyra pick, you know, against that Lyra that they had already picked, TSM. You got that Bulwark that does a great job of helping Sky not be able to run around as much and dance. And then you get Taka, and Von C's Taka in this situation against a squishy Sky and Vox, that gives Von C the perfect opportunity to blow people up and have a great game that we used to see him have on Takas all the time. There's so much burst damage coming out of TSM that, I mean, we'll see later on when we get into the, when we break it down, but like the the combos that TSM were doing, you know, with that Lyra being able to portal in and uh, Baron and Taka falling up with they could absolutely just focus one target and completely delete that target and most of the time it you know obviously it was either the sky or the Vox but uh, it was a very rough game for C9 uh, you know TSM comes out they get first blood uh, uh, TSM they did get the first tier one turret at 930 so they were they were doing their rotations well uh, they were you know it was old TSM where you know it just looked like they were in control of the game most of the time yeah, I'm going to play another team fight here. Uh, we're going to listen to another team fight, and then I'll break it down what happened. I know you guys can't see it, but I don't know. This is kind of cool, I think. To be yeah, able you to... kind of sprung this on me here last minute. I didn't know we were doing this. <laughs> to guys. So if this goes badly, this is all endless fault. I mean, I'm on drugs, so I got new ideas flowing through my mind and just trying <laughs> new things. So what you heard there and what the main kind of theme of these team fights coming out of TSM was 
Von C could ultimate in and do a huge amount of burst damage, but when you pair up that ult from Von C with the jump jets coming out of Best Chuck, when he would jump in, you have two auto attacks that are gonna blow people up. Not just one target, but you have that splash damage. And at that one point, after Gay Vizzle engaged once again, uh, you see Von C and Gabe perfectly timing their jump in to the back enemy line, and they both blow up immediately. I love Joseph in old school. You get uh, you get Best Chuck doing 500 some crit on both of them. They completely wipe them out. Jump Jets are up again in another couple of seconds where he can jump back again and get in the back line. Yeah. And really, if Gabe Vizzle's not having his stun up, I know Gabe had a lot of cooldown on this uh, Catherine he was playing. If you don't stop that Jump Jets coming out again and again, unfortunately, it's going to go this team fight where TSM absolutely dominates and gets the gets another ace in this case and that helps them you know push on to win this game even more there was a point though that i mean c9 got turret number one at 12 45 and they were starting to make a little bit of a turnaround it that's when it started to get a little bit interesting um i was like oh, oh here comes c9 they're gonna end up taking this away but tsm had the strength and uh i guess perseverance is that cliche to yeah, say a little bit <laughs> To say that they ended up still finishing this this uh, this game out, and they took they took the first. That's the first time we've had a uh, you know Cloud Nine won game one, and TSM actually didn't do the reverse sweep. We didn't see that happening as much in the first uh, spring season, at least. And you know, Team Silver Mid they showed that they even though this whole things are coming out about Flash retiring, not being the player he used to be, and maybe the players don't trust him as much. Uh, which is maybe true. We don't see Flash maybe playing as high level as Gabe Vizzle and all these other captains. But you know what? Flash had a great last two games. He definitely stepped it up from that first game. I don't think the Adagio pick was a very strong pick. I think it may have just been the hero he was on. But that Lyra coming out of Flash in the last game, you know, good job for Flash. And his, the other two guys, they, they start their summer off right. Yep. So moving on to our next matchup of the day, uh, which I believe was the one that was off stream, was Halcyon Hammers. Yeah, it was... Or Halcyon Hammers, Hollywood Hammers. It was on stream. It was on VizPro stream. Right. So they did stream it so you could double watch things, which was kind of chaotic. But I had my phone and my TV and my computer. I had like 15 different things running. But we're not going to really break down all these drafts because we just spent, you know, 20-some minutes talking about TSM and Cloud9. But uh, Nova, we do see, you know, this is the first time we're having Lone Delphi out there. Yep. Um, he did a pretty strong job for his team. He was on that Samuel that game. Uh, we saw Starboy... Uh, playing that captain uh, Baptiste, and then we saw Truth, which is Truth has been playing a lot of people have been playing Von C's Weapon Power Grumchaw, where you do Tension Bow and Double Tyrants, which we'll talk about that again later on. But the damage that comes out of him for just objectives securing is absolutely insane. Uh, Hollywood Hammers, uh, another interesting group. Me and you talked about if starting all over is going to be strong enough without T Tigers, and I had tweeted out that Archaic is better than starting all over. Archaic. I mean, I'm not saying Archaic is T-Tiger's level, but Archaic set up some huge plays for starting. Like, really enabled them to still play just as strong. First game was a little rough for, um, for Hollywood Hammers. Starting didn't have a strongest game. But this second game, Hammers does take the first game. But this second matchup, we see Hollywood Hammers. Uh, once again, they, they lock up uh, the Samuel in the jungle for Archaic. And Archaic did a fantastic job on that, Samuel. We see starting all over, get on this lane glaive, which is a weapon power glaive, which is going to have huge burst damage. And Highwood Hammers, uh, they performed a lot better. I picked Nova to win, you know. Uh, Truth, Starboy, I was really, Lone Delphi, I was really expecting them to play a lot better, uh, which they didn't play terrible, but, you know, starting, really, a lot of props to starting for continuing his trend of being a top laner. Archaic, uh, I know you're kind of coming out of 
the behind the scenes of some other teams really great job showing himself off saying hey look I can fill these T Tiger shoes I can play and uh, awful with Playboy coming out of that Rome position uh, I wish they would have played this I think not as many people watch this match but it's definitely a match people should have watched a lot of great things happening with starting all over still performing just as strong we'll see how they do uh, in this next matchup or this next in day two you know coming up here um, but I don't, I don't know I'm still so real quick, we didn't we didn't touch on this yet. Who'd you pick for C9 TSM? Did you actually have? I picked Cloud9. So did I. So we both missed that one. Yeah. Did you pick Nova or Hammers? I picked Nova. You picked Nova? Yep. Well, I picked Hammers. You picked Hammers. So I got that one right. Nice. You're so 0 for I'm, 2. I'm 0 for 2 in NA. Not a really good start for NA. Definitely. Yeah, I'm only 1 for 2. I'm not that great either. <laughs> it's at least 500. But really the thing for uh, Nova for me was Lone Delphi having to perform. In that first game, Lone Delphi did perform pretty well. Um... You know, that team's, they got to get their little synergy together, and hopefully they... I think they'll be good. Yeah, I think that'll be a good squad still. Um, but really, that's all we had for that matchup, since we didn't really get to watch it as much. Um, the third matchup, though, we can probably talk about this. We'll break down this first draft of NRG versus Gangstars. It was a pretty interesting draft coming out of NRG. Definitely not your conventional draft. Yeah, so for this first, for right away, we see uh, Gangstars on side A, NRG on side B. Uh, Gangstars, they go ahead and ban out that sky right away. So we don't really see a sky ban coming out first as often as what we would see, like what we talked about earlier with a Baptiste or a Baron or a Grumpjaw. Um, NRG, they go ahead and ban away that Baron. Uh, Gangstars is allowed to pick up that Vox then. And then NRG, they pick up an Idris, Idris, however you want to say it. Um, interesting pickup there. Uh, he's starting to be a little bit more meta now as well. Um, we'll he's see. definitely high. He's a high skill tier, so... It's hard to play him perfectly and hard to play him to success. So if someone can play him to yeah. success, then good for them. So Gangstars, they go ahead and ban, you, ban away the Samuel. And then finally, NRG bans away that Grumpjaw. So he made it through most of the picks slash bans. Um, last two pickups for Gangstars are Arden and Kashka. And then the last two for NRG are Lyra and Scarf. And we see that Scarf, that was pretty interesting. Yeah, just this the unconventional drag coming out of NRG um, altogether. I was kind of surprised, especially with uh, the scarf, you know, coming out of the the jungle and Juan Hernandez being the laner. Uh, I was surprised with Juan. You know, he went 0 and 5. Unfortunately, didn't really get much going on that uh, Idris. You know, tension bow, poison shiv type build. Uh, I think Xenotech was just really the the factor here. You know, he's on a Kashka that we've seen him in the past be extremely successful on, uh, never being stopped. He's been able to run around and control the jungle, especially against Lightning T. If Lightning T can't hit that fast-moving Kashka, can't get the pool down perfectly. You know, this Idris is not a Blitz Idris. That's a divergent path and can sit <laughs> back and, like, be weapon power but have that range and absolutely dominate. Uh, Idris has to put himself in a sticky situation against Akashka, and I think Gangstars does a really good job of just drafting against this NRG team. Uh, I think NRG would have done a much better job if their drafts were better. I think Gangstars won both drafts from the very beginning. They just won the match. Shout out to Belligerent. Yeah, I don't know who is <laughs> yeah, I don't the know scene who. of NRG. So That's something we should look into or see if they have anything. Yeah, but I mean, they could definitely hire us as they're drafting, and we would probably draft even worse drafts than they already have. <laughs> you draft, not me. I would not do drafting. No way. I'll get Belligerent on that to teach me how to do that. All right. So, yeah, obviously, I mean, Gangstars had a lot of early game pressure in this match. They go ahead and take that game one um, pretty easy. 
Moving on to game two here. Let's. You want to break down that draft or? Eh. Yeah, I'm just gonna break down a couple of the main things. Was that Gangstars did uh, first ban Sky last game, and then we see NRG pick up Sky. So we think that was a particular ban for a player. Right. Um, but they noticed that they were good on that Sky, and it's not just a typical Sky. You think it's Juan Hernandez as a weapon power Sky, which is that's meta a while back. That's not really hasn't been around. So I was kind of surprised to see a weapon power sky, and then you have a cooldown glaive. Maybe switching that and putting a Juan Hernandez, maybe he's not as strong, but a weapon power glaive in the lane, and then a crystal sky in the jungle, I think that may have been a better move. But Gangstars, I think they do a great job of countering this by Baron. I was kind of questionable. You know, Iraqi's Baron hasn't been the best. I think a lot more people are starting to become better with Baron and playing better with him. But once again... Uh, my man Xenotech, he's becoming the key to these matches. He gets on another assassin, Taka, not just a normal Taka, but an old, old, old meta Taka, double proc, tension bow, aftershock, getting that front burst damage, and does a really great job of just blowing Juan Hernandez up. Even though he can dance around really fast, Taka can stick right there yeah, on top of him. We were definitely excited to see that double proc come out. Um, you know, this kind of goes back to the same draft that uh, I believe TSM had with... Uh, they could just get on top of whoever they wanted with this Baron and this Taka and blow the blow them up, especially with that double proc. I mean, you have you're as soon as they dive in, the the roam has to be like fountaining because otherwise that dude's just done. Because when you have tension bow and a tyrant on a Baron, that range is so intense that he yep. doesn't necessarily need defense. He can go for items. And then you have a Zeno who can jump in from a far away and immediately burst you down right away. And then box and get right back out. Even if you're sitting by your turret, as soon as Zeno dives in, he can box and get out, which he's taking turret damage, and then you have Iraqi who can safely jump jets in just enough range to get his two auto attacks off, and like you said, like he's got to be found right away immediately. Juan Hernandez is going to be getting melted off the bat. So, ah, Zeno, another great game, that double proc. Yeah. I, he did a really strong job. They were talking about double weapon power, but no, I mean, he had a piercing charge at the end of the game as well, and Zeno's assassins play all together. Definitely top-notch right now. The jungle coming out of him is really strong. So gangsters, they go ahead and 2-0 NRG. NRG is a squad that may be good. I think this maybe need to get their coaching slash drafting phase down first, and yeah. then we'll see who they're playing next week and how that's gonna go. But do you have any other details, major details for this gangsters game? Not really. It was pretty, pretty veins. I guess we can talk about veins. He did a well job of fulfilling. You know, wrecked shoes and playing yeah. just yeah, as absolutely. well. Definitely, um, this you know this lance play is what wrecked was normally known for, and I guess Veins is doing just as good a job. Yeah, we know Veins obviously was on former Immortals uh, coming over to Gangstars. I was a little worried to see how he would obviously, like you just said, fill in for wrecked shoes. But uh, first matchup that we've seen, not bad. I mean, the synergy seems to be there. Obviously, NRG being a newer team, though, we'll see how you know if Gangstars has to go up against a team like Cloud Nine or TSM. We'll see how they fare with that. Uh, I wonder who's the the shot caller now. Now that Rex kind, of, you think it's still Iraqi? I wonder how. Uh, it's probably definitely Iraqi. I think Baines is probably gonna take his his seat back and let yeah. the let the feel. You know, just like when Bloodrunt came in, you have to see how things feel out before you start making changes. So I think Iraqi will always be the shot caller as long as he's involved. That's one reason why Iraqi and Fuji, when they play together, didn't work out too well because they're both wanting you know, to shot they're call. both shot callers and they both want to be in charge. Which some people just have that natural instinct of being in charge. But this last matchup. Who did you pick on this one real quick? Uh, did you have... Did Gangstars. You, yeah. you did pick Gangstars, so did I. So we both got that one right as well. Yep. So this last matchup, Tempo versus Echo. We don't have to go through all of it. I really just want to talk about this first game mainly because it was a insanely back-and-forth game. You know, yeah. we have the new squad coming out of Echo Fox with 
you know, Irwin on the lane and um, Slida, those type of players coming out of Equifax. And I was interested to see how they're going to perform against a Temple Storm who has kind of been around. You know, you got Hyde and Selena, Selena coming out of the jungle in the lane. So um, this first draft, we had the first ban right away. is going to be Grump Draw for Equifax. And then Temple Storm banned away that Glaive. First pickups, Echo doesn't really want to deal with that Baron. So uh, they're going to pick Vox and allow Temple Storm to play Baron. Second ban, I thought was interesting. Really here. interesting. Mostly because of what they end up picking later on. It makes yeah. sense. But they ban away that pedal. And then Tempo bans away that Lance, which is also for a reason. You, these second round bans are pretty much for a reason just to set up who they're going to pick later on. Yep. Last two pickups for Echo is Arden and Taka. They obviously banned away pedal so they could play the Taka. And then Tempo obviously banned away Lance so they could play that Kashka again in into a Lyra. So pretty interesting draft i thought it was pretty even i think it was gonna come down to who's gonna be the better laner especially if baron fell behind on um selena if selena fell behind on that baron it's gonna be a struggle for him because he's gonna have taka jumping in on him and it's gonna be kind of more what if kashka can you know bully out aaron more aaron irwin um irwin 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 then that was gonna be that was gonna be the winning the factor for me but uh you know Pretty big back-and-forth match. Any details you want to talk about this one? Well, I think both teams tried to throw it to the other team quite often. I mean, there it, it was a lot of early-game aggression, and, uh, you know, a lot of team, a lot of the time, you know, someone would die, the other person would come right back over, turn it right back around. You know, at one point, I thought Equifax was going to win this game. I think they probably should have won this game, in my opinion. But They had a, not a huge gold lead, but they had a lot of kills because they had a lot of early kills. And then it ended up just coming down to last team fight. Whoever won it was going to win the game yeah. because there were so many turrets pushed down on both sides. We saw Tempo. Selena happened to have a perfect jump jet, perfect play paired up with that Kashka. And they happened to ace them on uh, Equifox's side. And Equifox just kind of got gutsy. And, you know, Tempo got to push to win that game. Yeah, I mean, Equifox got that ace at 17.30. And then turn around and Tempo gets the Kraken right at 19 minutes. So a minute 30 <laughs> later, it's just like completely opposite. I'm just yeah. like, what is going on here? So yeah, Echo Echo uh, got the ace, but loses base turret to the Kraken, uh, and Tempo took game one. So yeah, and this the second game was what I was kind of referring to earlier with Truth playing um, that Grump Draw. We see Hyde play this weapon power Grump Draw, and it was absolutely insane. He was taking turrets in a matter of seconds. He he would put out his uh, there's Grumpy and there's the Hungry. If you tapped your Grump or Hungry, you can just stutter step that, and he's critting about 500 every attack when you have double tyrants. So. He did a really great job of absolutely sieging turrets insanely fast. Um, you had Selena on this um, crystal adagio, which isn't being played as much. But then you saw, you know, Erwin uh, Ir- being, being pushed into that uh, lane Baron, and he did decent. But unfortunately, the Baptiste coming out of the jungle couldn't help him as enough as he needed. And Tempo, really, I think it was just Hyde doing a very great job of. It was just his, his damage coming out of him. He could really walk wherever he wanted. He could do whatever he wanted. And you don't really see a Grump Jaw. You normally were used to seeing a cooldown Grump Jaw, but we don't normally see a Grump Jaw who can be such a huge carry and just bully everyone out of the way. Well, it's also nice when you have double heal, though, coming through, too. I mean, you know, we see, we've seen that with the double heal with And with his Krull. living armor or whatever. Yeah. He can also heal off of that. So that was definitely, a, yeah, yeah. And that's true. That's an insane so much coming out of him. They really put the effort on high, just doing the amount of damage he needed. There was times that he would be up against uh, Baptiste Baron and the, the Crystal Sentry, and he's just 
auto attacking everyone, and then he's just melting people, and it was just crazy that the fights went the way they did. Temple played a lot better game two. Uh, I think they played like they should have in game two. I think the game could have gone differently for Echo Fox if they won game one. I think it could have been stronger for them, and Echo Fox had a good chance to maybe take this to three games if they would have won that first game, right. but unfortunately, Temple got their stuff together. Second game, won it, and take that 2-0 to zero against Echo Fox. So we see Echo Fox kind of starting out how they did last season you know i'm excited for this echo fox lineup though i mean i i'm pretty sure i said that the same thing about the other echo fox lineup but this one i mean i I, we'll see they they're newer well they've been around but with the echo fox acquiring them they're newer to the vg8 area um i want to see how they grow yeah so that's day one uh we talked way too long about day one so let's go and talk about day two we're gonna talk even longer break down all these drafts and it was crazy day two for both europe and na so let's get right in uh, to day two. All right, so starting off with Europe here for day two, these semifinals. Uh, the first semifinal matchup we saw was Rising Lotus uh, versus Mouse Sports. Um, we saw Mouse Sports, um, they go into three games against Rising Lotus. Uh, I thought Rising Lotus was going to maybe upset, I guess it would be an upset, against Mouse Sports. But <laughs> Mouse Sports takes that two to one, then move into the finals. Uh, second matchup for them, we see. Uh, the old team secret, Dynasty and Mowgli against Fnatic. Uh, I know Fnatic was a team that me and you both kind of picked maybe in that finals against uh, like a team like SK, not necessarily Mouse Sports, but uh, Dynasty didn't play as well as it did on day one, and Fnatic, uh, they still didn't play as well either as they uh, should be, but they do win that 2-0 against Dynasty move on to the finals. Uh, so the final matchup is Mouse Sports versus Fnatic, which... You know, Mouse Sports being a team that's coming off of spring season, only getting one win to uh, being in the finals is huge for them. And it's not only big for them to be in the finals, but they also go ahead and win this matchup 2-0 to zero against Fnatic. And Mouse Sports is your uh, your first week champions. Well, a little bit of surprise there. They went from zero to hero, right? <laughs> yeah, they uh, definitely turned things around. They picked up that old Lemon Lime roster, and then they added On the Doom and Just Man. So, uh, you know, Europe was all over the board last season so we'll see if that continues uh this season and if or if uh, maybe one team will continue to dominate uh so we'll see you know sk and um teams like g2 g2 need to get their stuff together and figure their things out they both have zero points going into uh weekend two of split one so uh, that's pretty much all for eu that third place matchup which is going to be important for now was rising lotus first dynasty Dynasty did pick up one more point, but Rising Lotus did beat Dynasty 2-1. So moving over to NA then, our first matchup for the semifinals was uh, Hammers versus Team Solomid. I know um, Team Solomid was specifically having to deal with this new Hammers roster and not necessarily knowing so much about them, but uh, it is Team Solomid altogether. Starting all over, uh, had to do a lot of work in order to be a team like Team Solomid. Uh, but let's break down the draft for this first game. All right, so first up, we got Team Solo Mid on side A. We got Hammers on side B. Um, right away, we see TSM. They go ahead and ban away the Glaive. And then uh, Hammers, they go ahead and ban Arden, which allows TSM to pick up that Baron. You know, we've seen Best Chuck NA on that Baron. He's done some work with that so far. Um, hoping to continue that trend. Uh, we see Hammers, they go ahead and pick up the Lyra. And then the next band, we got Grumpjaw getting banned, and we got Rhyme getting banned. So I thought that was kind of an interesting band there. 
Um, for the final two pickups, TSM, they go ahead and get that Baptiste and the Lance. And then Hammers finish out with Vox and Samuel. Really like the pickups with the Vox and the Samuel. Um, you get in the residence bounces and then Samuel in the jungle. He's really strong right now. Yeah, I mean, he's really strong specifically with a couple, uh, you know, players that are playing him, such as Zeno and Archaic. Archaic has done a really well job on uh, this Samuel, so I was pretty excited to see Archaic play him again. But uh, really the main story is uh, Von C's Baptiste and how strong Baptiste has been in this patch 2.5. Unfortunately, we'll be moving on to 2.6, so we'll see if Baptiste uh, changes at all. But I think it's just more players are starting to figure him out. Um, you know, throughout this game, the Lance and Baptiste combo, that's a really great uh, composition. CC all together between those two heroes. Uh, if you throw out an Ordain that kind of makes someone get stuck in there, either they're forced to pop a reflex to get out or they just stick in there. But then that gives the opportunity for Lance to throw out an Impale, maybe a Githian Wall, and that really makes players decide whether they want to use a reflex for the Ordained or maybe an Impale. Uh, especially when you have a Baron and definitely a Bust Chuck Baron where, you know, you can just jump jets in and really get a lot of damage out. But... Yeah, but Archaic, you know, with that Samuel, he, uh, in the couple games in the past when he played him, he does a really great job of just positioning and throwing out the the Mouse and Verdict and really, you know, positioning himself to get the, the BN, the Broken Mist stacks up. So, you know, Archaic, I'm, he's really impressing me. Unfortunately, this game didn't really go as well for them uh, just because of how strong TSM was. Von C specifically, uh, you know, going 11-1 on this um Baptiste and Baptiste is just really strong right now, especially if you can get in the right position, just like Archaic was. Uh, Von C have even, had even better positioning. Yeah, so I mean, obviously TSM they go ahead and take that game one. Uh, moving right on to game two with the draft. Uh, Hammers is on side A and TSM is on side B. Uh, right away, Hammers they go ahead and get rid of that Baron. They do not want to have Best Chuck getting that Baron again. Uh, Team Silmid they go ahead and ban out that Grump Jaw. Uh, Hammers does pick up the Glaive, which we saw Team Silamid. They banded out that Glaive that first matchup, so Hammers go ahead and pick that up right away. Uh, that allows TSM to get Vox. And then the next two bans, we got Hammers banning out Taka, and then we have Team Silamid banning out Catherine. <clears throat> um, the final two pickups for Hammers is Celeste and Lance, and um, interested to see that Celeste pick. Obviously, that ended up being starting all over. He says he is the best Celeste, so uh, it was time for him to prove it, but... Team Solomid, they go ahead and finish up with that uh, Baptiste pickup, that strong Baptiste, and then uh, flash X on that Arden. I mean, whether or not um, starting over pick Celeste to prove that he's the best Celeste, um, it really is a great pick into a Baptiste. You can outrange Baptiste, and that is something that teams can struggle against, is once Baptiste gets that uh, crystal power up, his bad mojos really do a lot of uh, massive damage. So as a Celeste, once you get that uh, power spike on level 8, you know, you get that extra range on your heliogenesis you know that can really be a good advantage to stop baptiste but unfortunately you know starting he had he had some good plays in this game um he started out strong like three and one uh, archaic was really setting him up to get some kills for him but um unfortunately once again we see von c you know playing playing that uh, baptiste once again he just you know, does a really good job of getting that ordained out and just trapping people in in the positions they are uh, Archaic really couldn't help the team like they did, and you know, it wasn't enough for uh, HH. Really, not much in this game to talk about. Uh, team Solomid pretty much handled himself, and you know, Celeste and uh, starting all over really couldn't do much to, you know, win these team fights. Sometimes, you know, if he would be kiting well enough, uh, it looked like they'd be going their way, 
But, um, you know, Best Chuck, along with Bonzi, did a really great job of just making those fights go their way. Yeah, Flash, Flash X did a really good job on that Arn as well. I mean, we know that's one of his um, strong picks, his comfort picks. So, uh, yeah, like you said, this game was pretty much cut and dry, and we move on. They move on to the finals. Yeah, so TSM back in the finals once again. You know, that's something they were shooting for, specifically since of their maybe bleak performance in London that they uh, were trying to bounce back from. Um, you know, this next matchup is Temple Storm versus Gangstars. I know I had picked Temple Storm to win. I think uh, you also picked Temple Storm. So, um, Gangstars, uh, they're a team that we're really looking forward to see how they're going to play, especially coming into day two with Veins, uh, the new person on their roster. Uh, you know, Iraqi in the past has been someone who may struggle in day two against some of these stronger teams. And, uh, you know, Temple Storm being a team coming out of you know, Hyde and Selena, a team that's been playing together. I was pretty interested to see how they were going to do, um, you know, but Gangsters really surprised me, and they played really well in these two matchups. Um, first matchup, the draft, though, Temple Storm's on side A, Gangsters on side B. Temple right away uh, bans away that Baron, and then surprisingly, Gangsters banned away that Vox. I was really surprised they gave the Grumpjaw over to uh, Temple Storm, and especially Hyde. But I think um, Temple Storm goes and makes a big mistake by not letting Hyde play that Grumjaw. They do move that Grumjaw into the flex position of the carry. Uh, Gangstar's first pick, Lyra. Uh, Temple then goes ahead and bans away that Crawl, which Crawl can be a decent counter into Grumjaw, so that's kind of smart. Especially Xeno, we've seen him play some really strong uh, Cruel picks. So uh, second ban for Gangstar's is Adagio. Last two pickup for Tempo is Kashka and Gwyn which is a pretty strong comp coming out of them. Uh, I just think Lost Boy on this Grumpjaw, not someone he plays as much compared to maybe some of his Ardens or Lyra's. And the last two pickups for Gangstars is uh, Kestrel, which is a weapon power on Iraqi, and then this Crystal Power Baptiste, which we've seen, you know, Von C had major success on, so I was kind of interested to see, you know, if Xeno can be as successful on Baptiste as he's been on, like, her heroes like Kestrel or Kashka. Yeah, I definitely think that, that that Kestrel pickup by with getting flexed into Iraqi was also trying to take that away from Hyde. We know that Hyde's a really good Kestrel player as well, so Iraqi did actually a very good job on that Kestrel, uh, that weapon power Kestrel. Yeah, now the weapon power Kestrel is someone that, uh, you know, Sweet J and some of the guys on the desk were questioning, maybe that's not the best pick, but uh, that's someone we see Iraqi continue to play throughout the rest of this day too. Uh, he kind of played well with Kestrel and just continued to roll that train. But this first game, you know, early on, I think Tempo just tried to get too fancy. They, You know, they're doing some weird rotations, not necessarily sticking to their normal farming or going to the lane. They kind of counter-rotated, but ended up running into uh, a Xeno and Iraqi early. So it really just gave Gangstars an early lead. Um, I kind of would have preferred Tempo just to have maybe more of a passive early start in this game one before they go into this fancy stuff against Gangstars. Um, especially with uh, Xeno and Iraqi with the game they had. Um, the specific KDs ratios for this uh, for Xeno and Iraqi. Uh, Xeno went 5-0 and on that Baptiste, with Iraqi going 12-0 and on that uh, Kestrel. So, I mean, really, it was a perfect game count of those two. Veins did die once, but honestly, throughout this matchup, it was just uh, Iraqi, he would just run into a 3v1 situation. He would get a couple auto attacks off his glimmer shots, and... The amount of crit he had coming out of that Kestrel is pretty insane. Xeno did, you know, Xeno plays uh, this Baptiste a little differently than Vonsi uh, normally does. Vonsi will get his Shattered Glass, Clockwork, and Broken Myth really before he gets too many defensive items. And Vonsi, you know, that's the type of player he is. He definitely wants to 
prove that he can just outposition you rather than worry about building too much defense. And I think that can be a downfall for Zeno on this Baptiste hero. I think if you have that three items early on, you can do a lot more damage as Baptiste. Yeah, I mean, all props to Gangstars as well. I think that Veins, you know, coming in here has done a really good job with the synergy as well, and they really haven't missed a beat. Now, obviously, this is against Tempo. If they were playing maybe C9 or TSM, it may not go as smooth, but uh, it, I think it's a good first start for them for this first week here. Yeah, so game one pretty much went over to Gangstars pretty easily. Uh, game two, uh, Gangstars on side A, Tempo, Tempo on side B. You want to break down this draft? Yeah, so uh, first up we got Gangstars. They're, they're going to go ahead and ban away that Baron. Uh, Tempo Storm bans away the Vox, which allows Gangstars to pick up that Lyra first up. And Tempo Storm, they go ahead and pick up that Glaive. Um, following that, Gangstars, they go ahead and ban away that Adagio to take away that heal for tempo storm and then uh, tempo storm they go ahead, they go ahead and ban away that baptiste i think we'll be seeing a lot more of those that baptiste ban with fonzi and Zeno playing this character as much as they are uh but that does allow gangstars to pick up that grump jaw so uh they go ahead and pick that up and they also get that kestrel uh it worked the kestrel worked well for them in the first game so i guess they you know wanted to play it again the second game uh tempo storm their final two pickups for lance and sky yeah, I know this is one thing we haven't really saw, and I don't think we saw at all this first week, even coming out of bands or pick, is Ringo. Ringo definitely has kind of fell off of that uh, lane carrier position. We see Barons, Boxes for sure. Uh, sometimes Adagio gets thrown up there. Gwen. But you get Gwen, Kestrel, and then you know some carry Glaze in the lane. So you know maybe Ringo will be seeing him make a comeback here sometime soon, but... Uh, for right now, there's definitely some other headlaners that are uh, more powerful and as of the weapon carry, at least, in the lane. But uh, another, the main story for this coming out of this game is just, you know, Iraqi once again having a really strong performance on this. Um, Kestrel, he went 13-1. But, you know, Zeno, he, he did this interesting build again. You know, he goes Tension Bow, Aftershock, and gets some defensive items on this, um, this Grump Jaw. So... You know, he didn't go that the standard weapon power build, especially with Iraqi in the lane doing weapon. So he rushed that, that uh, tension bow first and then goes and gets some aftershock. And, you know, when you can play someone like, or Grumpjaw, who can kind of, you know, even with not a lot, not a lot of attack power, you know, he still does a lot of damage. We saw early on uh, Zeno specifically 1v1ing Hyde in the jungle. You know, you just grumpy forward you know you're hangry and then you just eat them so and that i mean that was really you know really paved the way for xeno success that game and he was honestly just stuffing people left and right he was landing his stuff as much as possible uh, you know lost boy struggled until he finally got that crucible to block those stuffs and you know if you if you lose a player in a 3v3 against a stuffed uh you really don't have any chance of winning that team fight yeah i mean we see you know uh, tempo high that you know he went two and eight and Lost Boy was zero and nine so that just goes ahead and, and tells the story pretty much that it was definitely a rough match for him this second match and Gangstar they go ahead and win and they're moving on to the finals. Yeah, so that third place matchup was Tempo versus Halcyon Hammers and um, or Hollywood Hammers and you know Hollywood Hammers some starting all over tweeting and being absolutely tilted and angry because he was lagging and said that. You know, they killed him while they were AFK, Temple Storm did. But Temple Storm goes ahead and wins that, gets that third place. So they do get some points for themselves. That definitely helps them. Hollywood Hammers did not get that third place and didn't get those extra points to help them. But going to this final matchup, I was really excited to see how Gangstars was going to play against Team Solomid. 
Uh, specifically since Gangstar's uh, performed so strong against a team like Tempo Storm. And, you know, I, I kind of imagine after Iraqi went, let's see, he had 13 kills and then 12. So I think he had 25 kills in that first, those first two games against Tempo. I was kind of imagining that, you know, Gangstars were going to pick up a Kestrel. So this draft for this game one, Team Solomid on side A, Gangstars on side B. Team Solomid goes ahead and bans away that, uh, that Grump Draw, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, luckily, Gangstars banned away that Baron. You know, Best Chuck is a really strong Baron right now. So TSM goes ahead and first, uh, first picks that box, and then Gangstars do first pick uh, Kestrel, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, I think that, you know, Kestrel is not someone you really need to counter pick against, but I think with Iraqi playing the way he was on Kestrel, and they were like uh, running that comp, they needed to stick with it. Uh, second round bans for Team Solo Mid is Kashka, and then for Gangstars it was Sky. Uh, the last two pickups for Team Solomid is Vonsi's uh, Baptiste. So I was pretty scared for Gangstars going into this first game. Vonsi's been playing this hero pretty much perfectly. And then, of course, Lance, which is that CC combo we talked about earlier. Last two pickups for Gangstars is that Lyra, which Vangs is playing really well right now. And then uh, Samuel coming out of Xenotech for the jungle. I was pretty excited to see Xeno play Samuel. Uh, I was hoping, you know, he'd play his play the skin. His actual skin. But he didn't. So I don't know why. I was really mad. I was like, why are you not playing yourself when you're playing Samuel? That is you in the game. He literally played the normal... I don't know if he doesn't like the animations coming out of the other one. He's not used to it. Maybe he just doesn't have it. But I was so... I was like, you know, why are you not playing the your own skin? It doesn't make sense. Real quick, back to that draft, though, too. I thought it was interesting that TSM, they actually banned away that Kashka first and then picked up that bad piece. I just know we've heard analysts talk about how... Baptiste is a hard counter to Kashka. Um, why not just let that slide through if you're planning on getting that anyway and, and ban something else out? I mean, is that... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's definitely... Uh, we, we we have seen a team like Cloud9 uh, still win with a Kashka into a Baptiste. Maybe not be like a guarantee win, but uh, maybe they just, it wasn't yeah. something they wanted to deal with at the time. Didn't want Zeno maybe on uh, Akashka or, you know, even you have a hero like Vonsi or a player like Vonsi who can play anyone strong. So, but yeah, like I said, uh, this game, you know, Vonsi, I was interested to see on how he was going to be on Baptiste. Unfortunately, Vonsi did not play like he normally does. Uh, Gangstars, they looked really strong early on, uh, but TSM, they did a good job of every time, you know, Gangstars would get like a solid, uh, maybe a kill off of them or maybe like just like a good team fight and make TSM... Uh, kind of back off. TSM would do a great job of aggressing the turret, and they really were just trying to siege that first turret. They wanted to get that first turret down and maybe get that that map awareness. Um, but, you know, Gangstars, they were looking really strong early. Around minute 11, you know, Flash has a great three-man route followed by three-man stun, and that's what can be really deadly with that uh, that Lance if you're fighting in the corridors. You know, he got that route down, and he just get the involved all three members into that, and that's kind of, you know, it helped Gangstars maintain their map control. They kind of pushed Gangstars back a little bit. But, um, I mean, we see, we do see Gangstars, they kind of turn around a little bit too. I mean, they get cracking, but they just didn't get a good push out of it. They did, they, you know, they didn't follow up with it as well as what they probably should have. Yeah, Gangstars, they half went in on that cracking push. They decided that they didn't feel comfortable enough to maybe give up the yeah. reverse ace. Uh, you know, they got a turret off of it, but it wasn't like what they, a good enough, you know, standard two turrets per cracking type thing. Right. You know, Gangstars didn't really do that. But, you know, minute 20, you know, as soon as that Kraken fell down, you know, you know, just like perfect timing, TSM, they know exactly when that Kraken's going to respawn. TSM gets the team fight they wanted. TSM goes ahead and picks up that Kraken themselves to get the ace, and they push with it. But, um, 
you know, they then that they push their turret down, they get two turrets out of it, and then we reset once again. It's kind of how Vainglory's definitely against these good teams how it goes. You kind of get a crack yeah. in a team fight, you reset, you wait for it again. And, you know, minute 25, we see the next team fight. You know, Gangstar wins the team fight. Gangstar once again gets a crack in, but in this they case, didn't really want it. It's, I mean, they kind of backed off. Yeah, they end up, they end up following up cracking a little late they end up getting caught out by flash he was doing this really great i'm gonna camp in this bush you know <laughs> type root impale and then do uh the whole Githian wall but um they end up getting caught out they only got one turret down so i was really surprised gangstars didn't capitalize on this more uh they did you know break that choke per ch- choke turret down they got into the base of uh team solo mid but you know gangstar Zeno was doing a really great job on his positioning absolutely insane with this samuel uh, he was hitting some of these mouse and verdicts perfectly where he was, you know, sneaking them back right past, um, you know, the, the tanky front line from Flash and still somehow hitting best Chuck. And, I mean, really, Zeno was uh, really the person that kind of won this game for me. The last team fight happens around minute 28. Gangstars, I have no idea how they won it. It was a crazy matchup. Um, they did a great job of surviving. How, how often does a match go almost 30 minutes in professional level? Yeah, at that point, you just look at it as in whoever wins this next team fight is going to win just simply yeah. because the timers are the, so that long. That timers are so long, and Gangstars, they did a great job of just kind of holding off to uh, wait for that team fight they needed to win. Uh, but let's listen to this last team fight. You know, the shot, the shot callers call this out, then we'll break down what kind of happened in this last team fight that allowed uh, Gangstars uh, to win it. Um, wait for Abyss and Shane Flash exploit the choke. He does. Oh! Kill though, that was a massive, massive stun. One shot, one kill is going to come through. Flashback is going to have to disengage from the fight. And now it's Bonzi, a best chuck, and it will be three. Can they do it? Here comes Bonzi's damage, but Gangstars have got too much of it to boot. Araki Zoro, there's glimmer shots just raining through TSM. Find two kills, and now best chuck is left alone with three members of Gangstars just running for his base. That's game. Yeah, so we see in that, in that fight a lot of you know fighting going on in the corridors there. And normally that's really good for Lance, which he uh, didn't do his impale, but they ended up blocking that. And it, it ended up just being Iraqi and Zeno just turning and Zeno getting his uh, Vals verdicts, verdicts off. Um, they were kind of just chunking them down, and Zeno was getting those arrows off, and they just they could not engage well enough to, to turn that fight around. Yeah, the problem was that Flash was just too, took too much upfront damage, and he got down too low. So, uh, you know, Vayne started doing a really good job of focusing on maybe Crucible and some of those impales. That way they couldn't get caught up. And, you know, uh, being Vox, you know, Best Chuck couldn't get the damage off. Only Von C was poking them down. So basically that last team fight happened just because of Gangstars won that poke war. Uh, you know, Best Chuck stayed too far back, couldn't get in the fight to get off those resonant bounces and, you know, stack up those broken or the, the breaking point stacks. So that last team fight really just went Gangstars' way altogether, and they pushed, and, you know, Best Chuck couldn't hold them, couldn't hold them off the last two turrets, and they ended up just bursting those down for the win game one. So that was a great start for Gangstars on game one. I was really... Really surprised that they played the way they did. Team Solo Mid really didn't. There's just, you know, great play coming out of both teams. Neither teams really played sloppy. Uh, certain team fights would go one team's way, just depending on if who landed the, you know, the Crucible at the right time or who found too soon, you know. Just simple things here and there. The macro play was definitely uh, the key to these, the matchups. But for uh, match two, Gangstars versus Team Solo Mid, I was really interested to see what Team Solo Mid was going to do different in order to win this game too, but Gangstars is on side A and Team Solo Mid is on side B. 
Yeah, so right away we go ahead and see the Gangstars. They go ahead and ban away uh, the Baron. They don't want best check on that Baron again. TSM counters that with the Grump Jaw. Um, so those first two bans are pretty pretty standard, what we're going to see here with this 2.5 patch. Um, Gangstars, they go ahead and pick up that Vox then. And then TSM, they go ahead and pick up that Lyra. Uh, Gangstars, they go ahead and ban away that Sky, which at that time I was figuring they were setting up for something other than what they kind of went with. But uh, TSM, they go ahead and ban away that Kashka. And then Gangstars, they go ahead and pick up that Arden and that Baptiste. And then TSM, they go ahead and pick up the Idris and the Black Feather. Which, simple fact is that Sweet J predicted this perfectly. He said that he was looking forward to an Idris coming out of Best Chuck, because Best Chuck plays really well Idris, and that someone needs to play a CP Black Feather into a Baptiste. It's a really good counter to that, and you know, Sweet J was just like begging for someone to do it, and of course, TSM goes and do, does it. I really want to know what Sweet J's pick rate is when he tries to predict <laughs> these drafts, because sometimes it's absolutely insane when he can predict them perfectly, but... He might not get the exact one, but he will give you at least two characters they're going to pick, and he's normally right. Yeah, he, normally they pick one of them. Yeah. Sometimes he goes on a rant. He's like, well, they could do this, 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 and this, and then he names like 12 heroes. I'm like, well, yeah, they're going to do one of those eventually. <laughs> but uh, I was really excited to see this matchup once again was back and forth. That was kind of crazy. Von C went all in on this matchup. Um, his build towards the end of the game was two broken miss and a shatter glass. No defense. He was really just relying on his on his uh on point just to get that fortified health and keep himself alive and you know kind of like the von c's way if he doesn't hit that on point then von c can probably get chucked down pretty early and kind of die when some of these team fights that we saw happening was von c not being able to survive like he maybe should have if he went a little more tanky yeah but on the opposite side i mean we see that you know Zeno that he he doesn't get a, a broken myth and von c has two broken myths so he's you know, not as tanky, but I would really like to see maybe Zeno get that broken myth to kind of help deal that, you know, that damage, that more, uh, get more stacks and be able to help kind of chunk down the rest of that team solo mid. Yeah, we see Zeno. I kind of wish Zeno would play more like Von C and play more safe, but he needs more damage output. If you have a, you know, a broken myth on that, that bad mojo, that does a lot of damage. And really, Zeno, while I understand he needs to play safe, but. A lot of times he's not getting enough damage out. He's leaving too much of it on, on Iraqi to win this game because Iraqi was the one needed to uh, spit out the most damage with that Vox. So kind of wish Zeno would play a little more little more risky. Uh, Von C, it didn't really work out a lot of the times, but there was times that Von C would just hit on point after on point after on point and get those broken miss sacks up so fast that he could just all in and absolutely take him out. Uh, we see really the deciding factor of this match was uh, team fights are going back and forth, but then Gangstars, uh, the two carries, you know, Zeno and Iraqi decide to port back, and uh, TSM actually saw them do it. So they go ahead and take a take the smart move. They pick up Kraken, and you know, Veins couldn't steal it away. And basically, some, once they got that Kraken, they pushed, opened up Team Solomid or opened up Gangstars base. They got down the two crack, they got on the two turrets, and all that was left was the crystal. Then the next team fight, Gangstars killed one of them, and it was three v two. And since they had no turrets left. Uh, Team Solomid decides just to rush the base, and the two players, uh, Veins and I think Zeno it was, couldn't stop them from taking the turret or taking the crystal. So that means we're going ahead to a match three. And uh, going into match three here, we got Team Solomid on side A, and we have um, Gangstars on side B. Uh, we see right away that Team Solomid, they go ahead and ban away that Grump Jaw. Gangstars, they follow that up with the, the Baron Band, so the same there, pretty much. 
Uh, Team Solomon, they go ahead and pick up that Vox, and then Gangstars, he goes, uh, or um, Iraqi picks up that Kestrel. Uh, for the next band, we got Team Solomid banning away that Lyra, and then Gangstars banning away the Sky. And the final two pickups are Team Solomid, get the Baptiste, and the Lance. So we see uh, Von C back on that Baptiste again. And then Gangstars, they finally pick up the Arden and the Samuel. So Zeno's back on that Samuel again. Yeah, so if you look at this draft, uh, this is the same exact draft from Game 1. Team Solomid drafts the same exact uh, draft that they had in Game 1. They thought maybe like they just played it wrong and they definitely can win with that comp and then gangstars they draft the same exact draft as game one as well but team solo mid did ban away that lyra so they had an arden instead of a lyra which i think that is what made the deciding factor in this game uh going into it, a lot of people thought gangstars was going to be able to still win because team solo mid uh had the same exact draft against them and you know team solo mid needed to do something different in order to win this match and throughout most of it team soul mid wasn't doing anything gangstars were still performing very well uh they were winning a lot of these team fights and team soul mid you know they kind of had to do a lot at the end of these matches at the end of this match specifically to pull out the win yeah i mean so we see you know Zeno. it just seemed that you know early on he with his rotations he was just kind of getting barely caught out um you know von c's ordained was doing some serious work on Zeno. you know early on he was like one and four but he ended up coming back and being five and four so early on, it was just a little rough for Zeno. He finally did get back into uh, a little bit of a groove, I guess you could say, and started doing a little bit better. Um, you know, Gangstar seemed to be forcing some fights, though, instead of like with the first game where they kind of played it at their pace. They were trying to force some stuff, maybe a little bit of game three jitters going up against, you know, Team Solomid and having that chance of taking the first, uh, the crown for the first week. Um, Vane's gauntlet, he, he his gauntlet was pretty nasty he, he had a perfectly placed one and they picked up a few kills to make it four to four um from there on i mean it wasn't as good of a story for gangstars it started going downhill yeah veins had some really good gauntlets throughout the match altogether. um he really did a great job of you know kind of isolating a few of the members from team still mid. sometimes flash would get caught in it more than once because he was trying to save his team but uh, you know, Team Solomid end up turning the very next fight, pick up two more kills, and they get the second tier turret. That's what Team Solomid was doing in this matchup a lot better than the first round matchup, is they were focusing on sieging these turrets. Uh, Gangstars was doing, a, they were struggling, you know, with Von C's bad mojo. He can kind of sit back and chunk turrets down, and that's what Von C, you know, his positioning, uh, if he doesn't get in the right position, basically that's when TSM gets in trouble, and that's when people kind of criticize Von C. If he doesn't build enough defense, and if he gets caught out, then they lose. So there was many team fights in this game where Gangstars would catch Von C perfectly. They would kill Von C and then kind of leave, leave Best Shuck up to do the rest of the work. But, you know, when it comes down to the end of these fights, Team Soul Mid, you know, if they get a great team fight and towards the end, which they did, they got an excellent team fight. Von C stayed in the right position. He was throwing out those bad mojos. And I think uh, it was it was Von C versus two members of Gangstars. And Von C was creating like 872, I think we saw, from a bad mojo coming out of uh, Von C. So that was pretty insane damage. Zeno just couldn't, you know, kite enough on that Samuel to survive against uh, Von C. And really this matchup ends up being down to the wire. Uh, this last team fight we see Team Solomid's pushing with the Kraken and they do pick up one kill on Gangstar. So that really just became the difference there was, you know, all Team Solomid was really low. Gangstar's only had two members up and the Team Solomid was fighting with a Kraken. And they were able to do just enough damage to be able to kill the crystal at the very end. So 
Uh, I think this matchup could have gone either way. I think this is the first time I've seen someone put up a good fight against Cloud9 and TSM that aren't Cloud9 and TSM. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, you know, seeing Gangstars play this well uh, is really reassuring. I think they're going to play well against Cloud9 too when they play them, maybe in these upcoming weeks. And even, you know, just Team Solo Mid uh, having new, you know, maybe more challenging matchups to play besides just Cloud9. Yeah, I mean, with all those question marks around Gangstars, I know, you know, we could go back to the Western Unified Championships and talk about how maybe they shouldn't even be there, but, you know, the, that's in the past. And um, I think they had a great showing week one here. I think definitely some of your top teams is going to be TSM, C9, and, and Gangstars are going to be some of your top three teams. But. Let's go ahead and take a look at the final point standings for Europe and North America. We'll start with the Europe side first. Um, we got Mouse Sports on top. Mouse Sports on top. They have eight points. Fnatic in second with six. Rising Lotus with five. Dynasty with three. G2 with zero. And then if you know if it ended today and we had to do the 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 Challenger series, it'd be Reliable Union, SK Gaming, and Supremacy all with zero points in the bottom three. Um, so that's a little bit of a big shakeup there. Uh, for North America, we see on top Team Solo Mid with eight, Gangstars with seven, Tempo Storm with four, Hammers with two, Cloud Nine with one. And the bottom three teams, uh, Echo Fox, Nova, and NRG. So some of these teams that we have seen down there in the bottom, uh, hopefully they don't stick down there with zero forever. I hope NA becomes more balanced and maybe not just this top tier followed by everyone else underneath them. But Tempo Storm is really a surprise uh, for me here. They do have four points. They are in third place right now. You got Cloud9 with one, uh, you know, so we'll see Hammers also. They're a new team. Uh, I have a very strong feeling that a team that will be coming up here soon is going to be Immortals. Uh, I think once they get past this first four weeks of Challengers, if they make it in, I think Immortals will be making their way up. I think they're a strong team that may be stronger than, uh, you know, teams like NRG, Nova, Echo Fox, and maybe even Hammers. Yeah, uh, I heard him talking today too that actually you only have one chance now to get into the VG8 compared to what like you know they had two before. Correct. Uh, so that's that's a big difference there. I mean, you gotta you gotta know what you're doing. Yeah. So first week we do have Mouse Sports at eight and TSM at eight. So I'm kind of surprised with the Europe side TSM being on top in North America. Not as surprising, but you know let's go and hand out our first uh, MVPs for this summer season. So first up, we're going to go ahead and do uh, our laner first, our carry. Uh, we're going to go ahead and give that to Iraqi. Uh, he did a great job this week uh, helping carry Gangstars to that final matchup. Yeah, the one criticism me and you have always had of Iraqi is he doesn't play the same on day two as he does against on day one. Day one, he's always a really strong laner, and then day two when he plays against stronger teams and more high-pressure situations, he seems to be nervous and not play as well. So... Uh, Iraqi playing as good as he did in uh, that semifinal matchup before we moved on to finals, and even still playing very well against a team like Team Solo Mid. Uh, props to Iraqi is definitely changing um, and being more of a stronger laner and not necessarily uh, allowing, you know, making his jungler make all the plays. Um, so, yeah, I was really, I thought Iraqi did a really great job in this first week. All right, so next up we got our, our captain position. We're gonna go ahead and give this to Flash X. Um, you know, he did a great job this week. Admits some uh, some tweets about this possibly being his last, you know, season or split or I'm not really sure. But there's some talk about it, which I know makes us both a little upset, a little sad. But so so is life, and it, it'll it'll move on. But we're gonna go ahead and give it to Flash X, getting his team back to the finals. Um, definitely beating Cloud Nine. Yeah, I mean, he played a great Lance, had a lot of great impales, and really just. 
you know, amongst the criticism of him not being maybe the top roamer as he should be, and maybe his team would be better off with a younger, more talented captain. You know, Flash had a struggled game one against, um, you know, against Cloud Nine early on in day one, and then you know turns around and plays really well, and he continued playing well throughout the rest of the weekend. So. Yeah, props to Flash. No matter what he does, I think he had a great weekend. I still think he's a top-tier captain. And then for our last uh, MVP for the jungler, we are going to give to Von C. We were stuck between Von C and Zeno. They both had their highs and lows, but we think we're going to give to Von C just strictly because of his Baptiste play. Yeah, I mean, he did a great job. Um, you know, he's making that, that hero definitely more into the meta. You're going to see that hero get banned out a lot more, especially when teams are going up against uh, TSM. Uh, you know, he was doing a great job with his positioning just throughout the whole week with that Baptiste. Uh, some of his ordains were extremely well uh, positioned. So we're going to give it to Von C. Yeah, you know, Von C, like I, we talked about earlier, he, he'll he win the team fights for his team or they'll lose because of him. And if he doesn't get his positioning right, they lose. And I think just in that last matchup against Zeno, I think he did a better job of positioning and a better job of enabling his team to win. Uh, you know, he always puts himself in a high, high risk, high, high reward type situations where he's either all in or all out. So, props to Von C for you know playing a little more risky and getting that the first place for Team Solo mid. But uh, the last thing we have for this episode, you know, Crude and I we're going to keep track of our picks this this uh, this season. Um, we both sucked majorly. We're getting one <laughs> point. We're getting one point for getting it correct on day one. We're getting two points correct for any of the day two like semifinals, and then we're getting three points if we pick the winner. Uh, we didn't do any of that on day two, um, so we both got six points. We're tied actually right now. We're both sucking, so we're both at six points right now. We'll see what happens moving on to the next week if any of us take the lead or if we're both continue to suck. Hey, it's the first week, all right? I mean, we got to see some new lineups, some new squads. Yeah, it's pretty I, impossible I feel, to predict mouse sports. I feel yeah. I feel a little bit more confident going into this next week now that I got to see some play and see some action. So, but you know Europe. So if we pick Mouse Sports to win, that means Fnatic or SK or G two will win yeah. it all because <laughs> Europe doesn't like to stick with someone who's or Reliable dominant. Union or you know someone else yeah. will be crazy. So, so a great first weekend. It was a long first weekend, but yeah. it was so, exciting. So glad to be back. Summer season is going to be insane. Summer season is going to be more competitive and more intense than spring season was, and spring season was pretty intense yeah it ended out well so i'm excited for the summer season for sure all right well thanks guys for listening to episode 24 of time for Link esports that's all we have coming up next will be our recap or our prediction episode for uh the fourth of july weekend holiday season is coming up or holidays coming up but that's all we have cheers, cheers. Time for rolling.